Happy holidays. Happy holidays. May your merry bells keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. Welcome, everybody, Happy to holidays. the holiday episode of Andrew and Andrew Happy on holidays. Texas Criminal Defense. We're so happy that you're here with we us. Are. Happy holidays to Happy you, Mr. Perry. Mr. Decker. So, Andrew, during the holiday season, what do you what do you think about? Well, obviously, I think of I think of holiday and Christmas music. Yeah, I mean that's and you 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 introed us so well. Right. Um, I think of hot cocoa and and sweaters. Oh yeah, I think of snuggling up by the fire with someone I love. Yeah, particularly been, my wife. She appreciates it if it's her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and not Herman, your dog. Oh well, Herman, my dog. Yeah, that, probably. But, that, there. but that, that's that's completely okay too. That's that's fine. You know, I, I also love the, you know, time with family, obviously, buying right. gifts. Right. So having kids, uh, I can't help but think of uh, family and especially the way the kids react uh, to the holidays and the decorating of the house um, and, and, the, and the blinking lights. Yeah. Whoa. Of, of, of law enforcement. Oh, man. What do you think law enforcement's thinking <laughs> during the holiday season? Well, I think they're thinking it's a no refusal holiday. They absolutely are. Welcome. We, welcome to the holiday special of Andrew and Andrew <laughs> on Texas Criminal Defense. We are talking no refusal. No refusal weekend. And I'm sure you've seen everybody. All of our listeners have seen the billboards, have seen the, you know, the LED lights, the traffic lights or whatever. Warning us, it's a no refusal weekend. It sounds really right. ominous. Right. And those, those normally fall on holiday weekends. Um, so sometimes it'll be like President's Day or Martin Luther King weekend. It'll fall on Easter weekend. Um, it might include spring break, Labor Day, Memorial Day, Fourth of July um, are all obvious. But then basically some, some jurisdictions will say basically anything starting the week of Thanksgiving through about the third or fourth of January, basically that whole holiday when you're going to a party, when you're going to yeah. be with family, all of that is no refusal. Um, and, and, and what they want you to think is that yeah. you yeah. cannot refuse to go to jail. It is the biggest misnomer that the, the state of Texas is, is, uh, is putting out there for sure. Right. It really right. should just be like all hands on deck. Cause that, that's really all it is. Like there's just double the patrols. People are getting pulled over for probably something random and, and unconstitutional. Um, that's my commentary, <laughs> of course. Right. Um, but, but, but they're getting stopped for speeding. Yeah. They'll have judges on call, stuff like that. Right. Right. Um, and so, so first, First, as we always advocate, do not drink and drive. We're not sitting here saying it's okay to be irresponsible and put your life or other people's lives at risk. Call, do not drink. Call and drive. a friend. Get an Uber. Sleep on a couch. Lock your door. And as stupid as it sounds, do not put your key in the ignition. Lock the door. Sleep it off. You may get a PI, but if your key's in the ignition, it's going to get worse. It's, yep. It's. Look, Andrew and I will be perfectly okay if you don't have to hire us for a DWI this holiday But season. if you get a DWI, please call Andrew Decker at... <laughs> I mean, for real, if you get arrested, I mean, you know how we stand on <laughs> DWIs. Right. Like, give us a call. But it's just not worth it. It is not worth it. Right. So, so Andrew, you know, last episode, um, you kind of gave me the reins. We were talking about driver's license suspensions you know, kind of related to DWIs, but also just kind of all encompassing. 
Um, this one, we're just going to let you take it and run with it. Right. So this, this is really going to be about no refusals, implied consent, and what it takes for, the, for law enforcement to be able to get a sample of your breath and blood. We're not really going to be talking about DWIs as the offense. We're going to be talking about the constitutional rights, uh, some of the law, and some of what it really takes uh, to be able to, um, for them to search you. Yeah. So, so, you know, we thrown out some, uh, some interesting phrases there, like no refusal, like implied consent. So let's just start off like, okay, so on a no refusal weekend, is my right to refuse taken away? You, so that's a great question, Andrew. You always have a right to refuse a search. So I watch videos all the time where someone gets pulled over for speeding um, and, and they come back, no warrant, no, nothing that would actually be enough in and of itself to get them out of the car. There's nothing visible. Um, it's not a DWI related offense, but they go, Hey, um, uh, Mr. Harris, it's, you know, it's one thirty. Um, why don't you get out of the car and just talk to me for a few minutes. Do you mind, do you mind if I search your car? I mean, I mind, but as like a, the typical lay person, no, I, I think at that point it's like, I'm just trying to be. Mr. Nice, like go along with it right. kind of deal. So, so yeah. And so I'm amazed how many times the person says, yes, you can search my car. The answer should be no. If you want to search my car, get a warrant. Yeah. And that should part- be the default answer. It doesn't matter, you know, who, who is being asked or what is inside that car or what you think's inside that car. Right. Right. The answer should be, you can do your job, get a warrant. If you have a reason to search car. my car, please feel free to get a warrant. Why? Because that's what the that's what the founders of our nation exactly. uh, and the founders of our state and law and the legislation have said is required. Right. Okay. Get a warrant. If they can't get a warrant, they don't need to be searching your stuff. Right. And part of it is I think I think for some of our clients, they assume that a search is going to be what you and I would do if we were searching in a car. They're going to kind of open the doors, run their flashlights around, and then and then walk away. Right right? That it's going to be about a two minute deal. I watch videos of a search of a vehicle and, and we're going to get to blood and breath in a minute, but, but, but watch that consent. I didn't, I consented. I said, you can search. They will open every compartment inside that car. The they glove will box, ransack that car. They will open the middle console. They will move your seat forward or back so they can look under your seat. They will look under the floor, the, 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 not the floorboard, the mats um, or something, the mats. Yes. Thank you. Um, if you have a purse or a backpack or luggage in that car, they will dig through it. They, they, and then they will find in your, in your car, uh, another little bag, you know, that's basically, well, if, if you're a woman, it might be what looks like you would, where you would keep feminine hygiene, right? They will open it and make sure that that, and they will take them all out and make sure there's nothing else in there. They get all up in your Kool-Aid. Right. Okay. And even if talk about an invasion of privacy, right? It is a complete invasion of privacy. And, and, and often it is, well, the only reason is, uh, I don't have enough to do it on my own. So I'm just going to ask and see what they say. Right. Right. And when you start digging through that much stuff, it's amazing what is found in vehicles. Yeah. Right. So they find a weapon. 
right? right? And you don't have a license to carry. They find an open container, right? Yeah. It's the holidays. I'm bringing home some leftovers or I've got leftovers in the car, right? I may not have been drinking tonight, but they're in there. It's a bottle of wine, half, half empty. But it was a two hundred dollar bottle of wine because it was a nice party. Yeah. Put the cork in, and well, now it's an well, open if container. I, if I take a bottle of wine to a party, I'm leaving with that bottle of wine. Right, because you and I don't drink, and I'm not classy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, well, at least we don't drink and drive. Mister Harris doesn't drink. I don't drink and drive. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not going to say I'm a teetotaler. That'd be a lie. Um, you dance like one. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I dance like an old white guy. That's what I dance like. Um, <laughs> Sorry, now I've lost my concentration. <laughs> it really went bad. Don't consent. A yeah. no refusal weekend does not mean that they get to just go, so I'm going to look in your car now. It also means they don't get to say, I'm just going to take your blood now. Right. Right. If they ask you for a sample of your breath or your blood, you always have a right to say no. Follow that with, now be quiet or say, I would like to speak to my attorney. Right. Right. Yeah. Because then the questions stop. Right. And yeah. that's important because as long as you're talking and they're talking, they're getting more information. Yeah. Right. Right. Because they'll start talking about, you know, like while, while somebody else is searching your car, they'll talk about the, the, how bad the Cowboys are this year or how great something else is and this, that, and the other. And, um, and then they'll go, uh, they'll ask something else. And, and suddenly you're like, well, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that might be mine. Why, yeah. why, why did you say that? Right. Yeah. Right? They're, they are trained in roadside contact. They know how to tease information out, how to make, how to make you feel like they're on your side. Like, oh man, if it's just for personal use, don't worry. I'll just let you go. Uh, no. No, no, no. Absolutely they'll ask, not. is there anything in the car? You know, like once they ask for consent and they start looking, they'll be like, well, is there anything in the car I need to know about? And you'll be like, uh, you know, in, in, well, it's the holidays. You might've picked up a little something, a little, a little, a little marijuana, a little, maybe a little more. Yeah. Um, and I mean, how else are you going to get through the holidays? Sober. Oh, oh, well, yeah, right. There's that. Um, but, but, They'll at, and they'll say, you know, if there's something in there, you know, hey, just be honest with us. It's going to go better for you. No, it doesn't change the outcome. You're right. still in possession of marijuana. You're still yeah. in possession of THC. You're still in possession of whatever. Again, we're not talking about possession cases. But. I don't, I, I've heard that before. Like, if you're honest with us, like, this is the time to be honest. It's going to go much better for you if you are. I, how? I've never seen it go better for anybody. They're right. still going to get charged. Right. The only way it gets, uh, well, it doesn't really get better at that. Like, point. maybe the prosecutor who's not talking with the detective. I mean, maybe right. the prosecutor is easier on you. I, I don't know. But, but, but I, even I, then, maybe I, not, probably not. I'll argue that occasionally with the prosecutor, but like, Hey, look, the guy consented, he admitted, yeah. et cetera. And it's it, not it, a it, big it, factor that comes into play. It, it'll, move, it'll move the offer on a marijuana a couple of months. It'll move, you know, the probation right. on, on a THC pin a little bit, but it's not changing the reality of the offense. It's yeah. not like they kind of go, well, he was honest. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're going to go, he was in possession. Right. Exactly. Um, uh, so, so your answer is if you want to search my vehicle, get a warrant and stop talking, say, I yeah. want to speak to my attorney or I refuse to answer questions. You have to be clear about that. 
you have to say, I do not want to answer questions or I need my attorney. Otherwise, they're going to keep talking. If you just be quiet, they can keep talking and eventually you'll go, well, da, da, da. And suddenly we're, we're, we're right back to where we were before. Yeah, that's, that's interesting point because in exercising your right to remain silent, you must be vocal about it. You must say, I want to remain silent or I would like to speak to my attorney. Yeah. Um, so one of those oxymoronic things there, um, but, but just remaining silent, uh, if you just remain silent and then, and then like, you know, say, give one word that's, that's incriminating, like so I have a, yes or something later that, friend, that can be used against a you. A friend of mine has a son who's also named Andrew. We, we like, we like having a, we like having yeah. the Andrews in the group. Yep. Um, and he's 13 years old and he's learned anytime his dad asks him a question, he says, uh, I do not recall, and I would like to speak to my attorney. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to fit in with us. Right, right, well. <laughs> right. He's actually got my number on speed dial, oh, uh, and I great. love this kid. He's a great kid, and, and thankfully, I don't think at this point he's done anything that he would need an attorney for. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's learned. He's learned. I, I don't want to talk to you, and, and I want to speak to my attorney, or I don't want to answer questions. Get a warrant. So, so smart, smart, uh, smart answer there. Right, right. That's just for the car. Yeah. But let's say you get stopped for a DWI, right? You're stopped for that same speeding ticket. They don't want to necessarily search the car. They're not asking for that. But they say, you know, I see droopy, bloodshot eyes, slurred speech, um, and uh, a, a odor of alcohol emitting from the vehicle, right? Right. That's the way every police report for a every DWI starts. One. Yep. Never. I think I've seen only one or two where it's like, I well, not one or two, but a very small percentage that say, I see him weaving or her weaving um, or driving unsafely. It's always speeding or registration. It's the stuff that, that all of us get stopped for. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't necessarily indicate intoxication. Right. But once they pull you over, they, they, they then ask some questions. And maybe you don't have a smell of alcohol, but they say you have a, uh, a slurred speech or um, you're sweating when it's cold right uh, something whatever and, yeah. and it's enough for them to begin a, a dwi um, investigation so they get you out of the car um, and they're going to ask you to do some what i call parlor tricks uh roadside roadside field sobriety tests, standard field sobriety tests and during that time uh, they're watching for how you how you fare right and they're yeah. watching everything you do and everything you say so even while you're not doing the field sobriety test, they're actually watching and using that as evidence. So you can simply say, I do not want to do any field sobriety tests. You have that right. You can refuse to yeah. do them. Now they're going to automatically then arrest you. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. No questions asked. Well, they will. They'll, they'll, they'll keep they'll asking ask questions, questions. <laughs> right? Once they, once they arrest you, they're going to ask for a sample of your breath or your blood. They're going to read it, what's called a DIC-24. Um, Mr. Harris and I almost could quote it without, uh, without pulling one up, but it, it's a page-long document where they're going to ask, uh, you're now under arrest for... An offense. An offense, yeah. right? Da-da-da-da-da. And if... And, and it, I am now, and then at the end of it, I am now asking for a sample of your breath and or blood. And then you'll generally say, I want, and they'll tell you what they want. If they smell a lot of alcohol, they're going to say breath. If they don't, but yeah. they think you're intoxicated, they're going to say blood. Um, yeah. Sometimes they'll say blood either way. 
Um, and again, they're going to ask you for it. Do you consent? And they're going to, if you go back to our previous episode, if you consent, then they have to find alcohol in your blood to, to automatically suspend your license. If you refuse, and they're going to use, they're, they're going to say, if you refuse, you're going to automatically lose your license for 180 days. Right? Yeah. Because that, because, because you don't, you don't have a right to drive. It's a privilege. That's their argument. So they, they, so they basically kind of hamstring you into answering Yes, I'll provide you a, uh, a sample. Yeah, and really, like the loss of a suspension for 180 days, I don't think is that big of a of an incentive. <laughs> you know, like right, it's not that big of a punishment. You can get an, uh, an essential needs license. That's right. Andrew Andrew learned in our last episode it's a, called an essential needs license, not an occupational license. Although that's what we all still call it. I am not a caveman. I I can learn. I am a cave. I am a caveman lawyer. (laughs) That was a great caveman. That's a great skit from Saturday Night Live. Um, uh, And and may may Phil Hartman rest in peace. Yeah. Um, What a great actor. Anyways, he was so fun. Um, So we we digress. Yeah, it's what we do. Um, But again, you have every right to say no even on a no refusal weekend. So what does a no refusal weekend mean? Do you, do you know, Andy? Yeah. I mean, it's basically just the government's going to have the resources available there, uh, readily available to issue warrants to pull blood. If you refuse, they're just going to get the evidence anyways. Right. Right. Um, but, but here's the thing. That's fine. Let them right. Because as attorneys later, we have a lot more to fight if we're fighting, if we can fight, a warrant to pull blood, and then also then the blood results, the manner in which the blood was taken, all that kind of stuff. Right. If you consent, it, it becomes a lot smaller, right? So, so the, the no refusal weekend um, and, and the, the uh, implied consent go back decades. Uh, and I want to actually back us up because there's law backing up what we say, right? We're not, we, we don't just make this stuff up. We oh, actually, thank God. We actually uh, have case law and... Um, <laughs> And the Supreme Court on our side on this. So you, you always have a right to refuse. Uh, six, seven years ago and longer, you did not. They said in, you had a, there was an implied consent that you would give blood if you were stopped for a DWI. Yep. Right? And we're going to go back originally to 2013, a case called Missouri v. McNeely. It went to the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, and it's a DWI case. And they drew blood um, from him claiming there was an exigent circumstance that the BAC, the blood alcohol content, would dissipate before they could get a warrant signed. Now, remember, a blood draw means that you've gone probably to a hospital, maybe, maybe in the jail, depending on where you are, maybe to a clinic, and they literally stick a needle in your arm and pull blood from your body. Yeah. Right? I've had blood drawn several times. Yeah. It's pretty invasive. It's not a fun process. Not fun. I mean, yes, if I, if I'm, if I'm doing it, you know, for my health, for, for the, you know, it, it hurts a little bit. It's necessary. It's it's necessary, but it's invasive. Yes. And I'm giving away my, my blood, my DNA, my personal information. Now, I don't know how much more invasive you can get. Really, really. in 2020, the information I've just given them could include my DNA. uh, Well, it's 2020. uh, Do I have or have I had COVID? Do I have cancer? 
Do I have diabetes? Do I have or uh, an STD? Am I Do pregnant? I have, if you're pregnant, we've got bigger issues. I'm just saying, right? You know, it, the, the, it's in there. Right, it's in there. <laughs> All that <laughs> it is in there. Um, do you suffer from low T? <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. Oh my um, gosh! Uh, just it, disregard disregard what we just said. <laughs> um, uh, but all that information is in there, and they say all they're going to do is study the BAC content. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe, but it's all in there. Um, so it's very invasive. They are taking a lot of information. Anyway, Missouri, Missouri v. McNeely, uh, the, the Supreme Court of the United States said, they ruled, uh, that the natural disposition of alcohol in the bloodstream does not constitute an exigency in every case sufficient to justify a blood test without a warrant. Right on. And they quoted the Fourth Amendment of the United States. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we love it when the SCOTUS goes to our founding documents um, and 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 talked about the fourth amendment. And there is, there is a parallel in the U S constitution or in the Texas constitution that the, the Texas Supreme court or Texas court of criminal appeals has said is so close that there, that it does not provide further um, protection. So I'm not going to really worry about that. Uh, just know that it's out there, but it says the fourth amendment says the right of people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects. I feel like man, we need to call, um, Goldstein, he's yeah. he'd be excited. We're talking oh about this. Oh my gosh! Yes, he uh, would. Papers, effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall be issued but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, of particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Again, secure in my person. You want to stick a needle in my person, and it shall not be violated. Yeah. Unless upon probable cause. So when you say Yes, you've given up the protection that our founding fathers put in the Constitution yeah. so that they couldn't do that to you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I Ooh. mean, search and seizure law. This is, the, I mean, you know, talk about like when we say this is as invasive as it gets, the government is entering, not entering your home, entering your body and removing a part of you. Right. This is this isn't this isn't even a strip church, which right. is incredibly in bed, awkward. Yeah, exactly. Right. This is a they stick a needle in you and go, thank you for participating. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Do so, not consent to that, people. Do not consent to that. Right. If they ask Make them work. When they when they give you that DIC twenty four form, the answer is no, I do not consent. Make them get a warrant. And they will. Yeah, they Here's will. Here's the deal. No refusal weekend or or not. Nine times out of 10, they're going to go get a warrant. And they should. That's their job, right? Right. right. You're, um, not, you're, not, you're not being a jerk. You know, you're not being an a-hole. Just make them do what they're being paid to do. Right. I literally, uh, on a DWI trial during jury selection, I asked, why, why would someone not consent to a blood draw? And yep. this... What looks like a grandma, sweet, sweet little old lady kind of person goes, because the U.S. Constitution says they have to get a warrant. There you go. <laughs> I was like, I like that lady yep. right there. Give her a prize, right? So, so if it, you you aren't being mean, you're not trying to make a friend. You are trying to protect your rights and literally the rights of your neighbors by saying, "No, do your work, get a warrant." Yeah. 
So that case was in 2013. In 2014, the uh, question then came to uh, to Texas, to the Texas Supreme, to, to the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. I know I say Texas Supreme Court because that's what it is yeah, in the U.S. Right. But we actually have a bifurcated system uh, for for civil and criminal in Texas. The Texas Court of Criminal Appeals is our highest. Uh, appealable court for a criminal case, and they heard Texas v. Villarreal. Um, and the state argued that McNeely didn't apply because uh, the privilege of driving automatically gives an implied consent, that we don't have a right to drive, we have a privilege of driving, and they turned to the Texas Code, uh, Texas Transportation Code 724, um, and said, you know, look, uh, by and it's still titled even today, chapter seven twenty four the of the text transportation code is still titled implied consent. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they argued that by signing for a driver's license, you were giving an implied consent because you were given a uh, a privilege of driving. And if you go back to our last episode, they still will hammer you on that. Basically, they'll administratively. Right. With, yep. with, uh, suspend your license for 180 days if you say no, get a warrant. But again, we can get you an occupational license or an Excuse essential me? needs license. Yeah. Okay. Right? Essential yeah. needs yeah. license because it's an essential need. Right. Because uh, you don't have to be occupied to be able to need to drive. Right. Um, uh, and the Court of Criminal Appeals says no, you, it, it's not implied consent. You still either need a warrant or you can have this administrative. Uh, revocation, but it's not something where someone gives up their rights uh, to be secure in their person just because they were driving. Yeah. Right. You know that this, these cases came down. uh, I don't really like to share stories when I was a prosecutor on a defense podcast, but I was a prosecutor in my, that's how I started my career. And, and I left the office to go take another job in 2012 mcneely comes down in 2013 but i'm doing another form of law i'm not really paying attention to it so when i get back into defense i'm like what happened to implied consent like i had to go back and reread and and really bone up on uh on some i'm so i'm so young i was in i was in law school i'm just a spring chicken you are yeah so um so when i was a prosecutor implied consent was very much a part of the law i had a guy who was unconscious in a hospital and the officer just had the phlebotomist take blood because he was not conscious to, uh, to object to the blood drop. Right. We, so we had, we had consent, right. Implied consent. So they could take it unless there was some, uh, re, you know, refusal. Right. And now, so, so again, you always have a right to refuse a search without a warrant. So tell law enforcement, get a warrant, and then be quiet or actually tell them, get a warrant. And I'd like to speak to my attorney. Yeah. Right. And then shut up, <laughs> please, please um, God, shut up. Right. <laughs> um, I can't remember what TV show it is. It says, and the joke is he, he's looking at a guy and he goes, the problem is not that you have, you don't have a right to remain silent. You have it. You do not bear the ability <laughs> to remain silent. <laughs> yes. um, I, I, I probably suffer from that as well. What do you mean, two guys that run a podcast? I know. <laughs> we talk all the time. Um, uh, you ought to hear us when we're not working. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, it goes it goes beyond just that. So so the 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 consent you you mentioned someone being passed out in a hospital and then taking blood. Well, 
they don't get a warrant. They draw blood and they find alcohol, right? Yeah. In the, the hospital. Well, now if they, if an officer says, and I've had some blood thrown out for this because the officer said, Hey, you know, he read the DIC. He was literally laying on this guy's belly as he's laying there. Um, and they draw blood and that blood, I, I filed a motion to suppress. And the County attorney said, yeah, we're not going to fight that. We'll, we'll get that suppressed. Was he unconscious? He was unconscious. And, but the DIC 24 was still read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they provided him with a copy and they read it. That's yeah. Right. And I said, there's no way that that's either consenting or not consenting. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, literally the warrant would be easy to say he was unconscious. He was in an accident and we smell alcohol. Any, any judge is going to sign that and it's going to hold. Right. Yeah. Right. Get a warrant. Right. It's simple and easy. Get right? a warrant or, or can they subpoena medical records? Ah, uh, there you go, Mr. Harris. So I got my, I got my blood draw thrown out. Uh, the, the County attorney admitted that they said, but we are now going to subpoena the medical records because they still can do medical work. They can still draw blood for medical purposes to see what is in this guy's system. For purposes of diagnosis, right? Right. Yeah. You know, basically to make sure that he's not suffering from, you know, does he, does he have a concussion and he's passed out? Or is this guy suffering from alcohol poisoning and he could be dead? Right. Or did he take something? Did he take, you know, is he, is he on Xanax and alcohol and something else, you know, and smoke yeah. some pot and this guy's truly, his heart's going to stop? Yeah. So, so yes, the average person who's laying there wants that medical officer to pull blood for the medical diagnosis, but now they have a business record. So they subpoenaed the business record to get around the question. Right. (sighs) I know. I mean, but there's, there's ways, like there's no reason to, to go about it the wrong way. Right. There's no, there's no reason to, to literally, um, uh, violate somebody's right, uh, right. constitutional I, rights or privacy mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or I had another one, right. You know, so this guy's literally unconscious. They lay the paper on him. Yeah. I had another one where it was very similar. Uh, uh, this guy literally has been taken to a rural hospital and the doctor there says, we do not have the ability to take care of this guy. He's going to lose his eye unless he goes to a trauma one center. That means in this area, you're going to downtown Fort Worth. Right. Right. So most places, you're, you know, the trauma one centers in the state are in Lubbock, Amarillo, Fort Worth, Dallas, Waco, Austin, Temple, right? They're, they're, they're not in every hospital. Right. So they say, okay, we're going to care flat him. But the officer says, hey, can we go ahead and take your blood while you're here? And he consents. And I said, there's no way this guy could have consented. Just the shock of being in an accident bad enough that he might lose his sight and he's been told they're going to have to care flat him. But Hey, you know, are you going to then go, no, I think you need to get a warrant. No. Again, I got that one. Yeah. I literally said the officer could have had the warrant by the time the guy was at the hospital. He didn't. But again, they were able to then pull the, pull the JPS records from the trap, from the trauma one level center to say he was, he was intoxicated, but he didn't consent. He, he, it's not implied they didn't get a warrant. So at least that initial draw was thrown out. Yeah. Um, you know, and you hope that maybe they didn't test for blood with the other stuff. Right. right? Yeah. Cross your fingers and, and maybe they didn't. I mean, but there's, 
you know, it's just frustrating because the police officers know this. Um, and I'm not saying they're just like, you know, pulling blood because they're sadistic. They're just, they're just, you know, they're vampires, whatever they're trying to, they're just not doing it the right way. They're not, they're not doing, they're not following the rules the right way. Correct. And it's frustrating. Right. So, so the implied consent, the, well, first of all, no refusal, no such thing. Every time you get stopped, if an officer asks you, doesn't matter if it's a no refusal weekend or if it's a random Tuesday on at, at 10 o'clock in the morning, if an officer wants your breath or your blood or to look in your car, they can get a warrant. It's not hard. Right. Um, so, so, so remember that. There's no such thing as a no refusal weekend. It's just a fancy name to really kind of put you all on notice that there's going to be some extra law enforcement out and that they're going to be warrants more readily signed. I wonder how many people go ahead and can consent based purely on the fact that it's during that time frame that it is a no refusal. Like if they mistakenly think like, Oh, I just, I can't refuse. I have to consent. So I'm going to consent anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that the average person is that smart or that dumb. Right. That dumb. Right. Either way. Uh, okay. Um, so, so there's no such thing as no refusal, but, 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 but your point's well taken, right? I mean, I just think like it's why, why else would you call it a no refusal weekend? You're trying to convince people that they can't refuse. Right. I mean, I, is the only, is the only thing I'm thinking. I'm hearing you. I yeah. agree. Okay. So again, you have a right to refuse. And then second, um, there's no such thing as implied consent anymore. I know that's what the statute says. I know that's basically what the effectively the DIC 24 says is that if you don't, you're going to lose your license. Well, that's really all you're consenting. That's where the implied consent now really holds its, holds its muster is that you can lose your license administratively for 180 days for not consenting. Yeah. But if you consent and you've given up rights, there's so much less to fight with in a criminal charge. Um, if you would ask me 10 years ago, if law enforcement came to my house, would I let him in? I'd say, sure. Now I'd be like, you're more than welcome to stand here and talk to me on the stoop. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, search my car. No, no. Um, look at my phone. No, hell no, no. Right. Um, look, pat me down on a Terry Frisk. I might, I mean, they, they, they can do that if they think that there might be a crime afoot, but if they go, Hey, can I pat you down for weapons? No, I don't need no. you putting your hands on me, big man. Yeah. Um, uh, and again, I know I'm not doing anything illegal. Right. But why, why are you looking literally in, 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 in maybe becoming a defense attorney is not, not healthy. Um, I went into a, <laughs> went into a, to, to, th- th- this is me now going on a little bit of a rant. I went into a, uh, a municipal court and the officer, you know, I took out my stuff so I could go through it. He then looked in my wallet, a quick, a quick look through my wallet. And I said, why are you looking through my wallet officer? And he goes, well, we've had people hide credit card knives in their wallet. We, he actually said, we've had kids hide credit card knives in their wallet. I'm walking into an attorney docket. Everyone in that room, not everyone, but most people in that room knew me, would know me, and would be able to pick me out. And oh, by the way, I'm the only guy wearing a bow tie. Yeah. So if I brought a credit card knife in, 
in my wallet and pulled it out and used it. Who wouldn't know exactly that, hey, that was Andrew Decker? Well, and not only that, but last I checked, the bailiffs have gun on their hips. Uh, you know, like yeah, how many times I, I just would not bring a knife to a, to a gunfight. You know what I mean? Right. It, again, it, that would be the most that I could have had. But he, if he's looking yeah. at my wallet and he finds something else. Well, just something that's personal that you just don't want people to know about. Right. right. Or like, like we have, maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, information, client information. I don't know why it'd be in your wallet, but on your phone or something. Right. right. Like, yeah, definitely on my phone because I, I, yeah. I, I have files available to my, to my phone. So but, if you go through the metal detectors in, in Tarrant County, you got to put your briefcase through, but they're not reading documents. They're just basically just scanning for firearms um, right. or weapons of some sort. Right. And I get it. My, my, you know, they didn't have a scanner for my, for my wallet, but you don't have to look. I, I do not have like a five inch knife in my wallet. I don't have a gun in my wallet. Right. I don't have a bomb in my wallet. Right. Um, He's trying to see how successful you are as an attorney. Yeah, and I didn't have any cash in my wallet either. You know what kind of a big gun he's he's dealing with here. Yeah, I didn't have any cash in my wallet either. Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> you were in Muni Court, weren't you? I was Ta- in Muni Times Court. Times are tough. Times are tough. <laughs> times are tough. <laughs> um, uh, but at the end of the day, the Fourth Amendment protects us from governmental overreach to search our person, our house, our paper our effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. There are some exceptions to the rules. Um, so, so just because they don't have a warrant doesn't mean that it's not valid. Um, but, but the rule is a warrant makes it valid. Otherwise they have to prove that it's valid. Well, and that's, that's what we want. I mean, we want a judge to review what happened on the scene, what the officer is observing to give uh, to, to give the authority to then take that investigation to the next step. Right. right? I mean, that's just to, to, to search the person, to search the car, to search the house, to search right. my blood. I mean, that's, that's what the founding fathers wanted when they, when they drafted it, when they included that in the bill of rights, they um, you know, they, they were very uh, skeptical of law enforcement in the streets at that time. I mean, it was the British army. So, right. Well, and, and we should be skeptical. I, yeah. Ex- yes. Right. I, you know, I think you can listen to this podcast and just hear how skeptical we are often of investigators, officers pulling over and arresting for DWI. Uh, and then just look at the news, right? How many of our officers uh, or, or how many of our like high profile cases have come back not guilty, but those people have been arrested, right? So there's, there obviously a jury disagrees with the officer, right? Um, a lot of our officers themselves get arrested. A lot of our officers uh, are committing crimes while trying to enforce crimes. I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. And that's not to say I, I still, I still think most law enforcement are good people. I think they're trying to do the right thing. I think they're most of the time doing the right thing, but they're human. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. So at any given day or night, they can overstep. They can make a mistake. They can be sloppy. Right. And, and I say that as myself, there are days yes. where I'm a better attorney and other days I'm not as good. Well, and we're, 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 we're highly educated. We're well-trained. We have a lot of experience, still human, S- still human, still make mistakes, still have sleepless nights and it affects, you know, our brain function the next day or whatever. So, right. Right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the, well, we want you to have a happy holidays. We want you to have a, a Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, 
uh, New Year. You, you know, yeah. you you, you Every, pick the celebration all, you want to have. Holidays, yes. Um, uh, we embrace you and embrace that, uh, but we want you to be safe. We want you to to not drink and drive. We want you to get an Uber. We want you to sleep on the couch. We want you to be safe. We don't want you to commit an offense. You know, I tell people all the time. You know, I, my son now has left college. Uh, but if you have a kid in college who's going to parties, you got to worry that this is the night they're going to commit a felony. Yeah. Right. Don't do That's that. Right. Be, be smarter, be safer. Um, uh, yeah. We also want you to be safe from, you know, unfair, uh, law enforcement practices. We want you to be safe from, from unreasonable ser- uh, searches and seizures. So just know your rights and know that, know that you can refuse. Right. Um, and in the meantime, know that we have, we hope you have a, uh, happy 2021. We hope and pray that it's better than 2020 for all of us. My goodness. Uh, and we will see you in the new year. So we're Andrew and Andrew on Texas criminal defense. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We get, we are there on, I don't know, Instagram. No, no. Twitter. You have a Twitter. I have account. a Twitter. You can okay. follow me on Twitter. How about I handle the podcast? You can find us on any <laughs> podcast app. Uh, on any on any platform that that where you can find podcasts, we are there. Um, leave us a review, y'all. Share us with your friends. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. We are happy to answer and, and may even pull you on the show. Right. I don't know what these are, but I think uh, Mr. Harith will put uh, a link to Missouri v. McNeely and Texas via uh, v. Via Real, and um, even a link to the Fourth Amendment on the podcast notes. Show, show notes. notes. That's right. You See, got it. Uh, yeah. See, I yeah. know what that stuff is now. Kind you of. Got it, man. All right. Y'all be good, and uh, we'll see you next year. Bye, everybody.